But I got the impression that God was out there to make sure that I did not have any what? Fun. And uh, you think you grew up in a strict environment. When I grew up, the, the church, one of the churches, when I was real young, I wasn't allowed to have T-shirts or clothing that had words on it. Wasn't allowed to have television, which maybe was good for me, not having it. I wasn't allowed to do this. I wasn't allowed to do that. I wasn't, it was so weird that all, I went to school and all the teachers thought I was Jehovah's Witness. So they'd shove me out during people's birthday parties, and I wouldn't even get to have that fun. So I grew up with all of that, and I don't, I don't follow that right now. I really believe that Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly. And that fun itself is something that God invented, not the devil. God invented fun. So I think that we should be having fun. Everyone say, make it fun. Make it fun. Permission to have joy. Permission to have joy. I was thinking about this scripture. I was like, man, I really eventually want to teach uh, from one of the most, what I find to be the very most depressing book in the Bible. So if you want to open up to that, we're going to talk about making fun making it fun by looking at the most depressing book in the Bible, Ecclesiastes. And if you look at this, the, the big general idea from this book, if you read the whole thing in one sitting, which I recommend doing eventually if you get a chance, the whole idea of this is this guy is searching out. We don't necessarily know who the author is by his name, but we see who he is by some of the early uh, traditions, the Jewish traditions. And, and most likely, the author of this is King David's son, Solomon. And he had, he had experience in having fun, okay? This is a guy that didn't always follow God with his fun, though, either. He had multiple wives. And when I say, you know, multiple wives... They would need a lot of camera crew to keep up with him if he was on the sister wife show. He had like, I don't know, 700 wives. And on top of that, he had concubines. He had all this stuff going on. He was just like a king that collected wives. And part of the reason he said, which I don't necessarily believe, was, well, I just want to have peace with everyone else. And so he would make treaties and he would gain wives that way and everything else. He kind of deviated from God's plan sometimes, but I think God still spoke through him in this book when we look at Ecclesiastes. If you look through the whole thing, one of the main ideas that comes out of this is the most depressing idea you can imagine, okay? Meaningless. Life is meaningless. How many of you have felt that way? Like Monday morning? 5 a.m. when the alarm's going off. Uh, what in the world? This is meaningless. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I've had moments and times and months and, and periods and seasons of life where I felt like that. Like, almost like the hope and joy and fun was just ripped out of my life. And I just feel like, I mean, I'm going through the motions. I'm just doing what I have to do. I got to get up every day and, and go to it again. And it just doesn't, it just doesn't have fun. And when I was a kid, I had all these ideas about what I was going to do until reality smacked me in the face. I was going to be an NBA basketball star better than Michael Jordan. The problem is I had no jump shot, couldn't jump, couldn't make any baskets. And I never grew to be seven foot tall. So there is no shot of that, right? 
And then I had an idea, oh, I want to be a rock star. Well, then I picked up the guitar and I can barely make four chords. So that's a problem. All of these ideas, and, and, and eventually, how many of you realize that adulting can take joy and fun out of your life? Some of you have bills on the counter that you haven't dealt with because you're just like, I don't want to. I don't want to. We went on vacation and we got a bill yesterday from uh, the bridge into uh, Louisville. And it's like eight bucks. I'm like, we weren't even on the bridge that long. We didn't park there. Why are we getting charged for this? Well, you know, they got to make their money and make sure no one ever goes into the state. So, <laughs> so they do that. I don't know if they're trying to keep their people from leaving. They're like, we don't want you going to Indiana. <laughs> We're just going to charge you a crazy amount because there's a troll under this bridge. So, so yeah, there's, there's so many things that happen in life. And sometimes it's just going to seem overwhelming, the to-do list and everything that just keeps coming and coming. And so Solomon had everything he could ever want. He built the greatest nation of that time. Uh, other kings and queens would come and say, how'd you do it? How did you do it? Show us how you did it. And, and he had all these achievements. He had everything that he wanted. And it brought him to the point where he's sitting there going, what is the point? What is the point? And so I want to show you just a little bit of chapter 8 here, starting at verse 9, where we're going to read through this. He says, I have thought deeply about all that goes on here under the sun, where people have the power to hurt each other. How many of you see that every day? Some people do it on, in pur on purpose. Other people do it on accident. We hurt each other, though. I have seen wicked people buried with honor. You best believe every funeral you go to, that person is a saint. I did do one funeral years ago here, and, and the guy came up to me, and he's, we're doing this for his, for his aunt, and he goes, don't say anything nice about her. She was a witch. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's a first. <laughs> and, and he goes, no, dude, it wasn't that she was just mean. Like, literally, she is a witch, oh, like a real honest-to-goodness witch. And I was like, and she was awful mean, too. And I was like, okay, well... We'll just say that if she could come and speak to us now, she would say that we need to know Jesus. Because <laughs> I don't know where she is. All right? So this is what it says. I have seen wicked people buried with honor. Man, it's amazing. When people die, they become saints. Yet they were the very ones who frequented the temple and are now praised in the same city where they committed their what? Crimes. This too is meaningless. When a crime is not punished quickly, people feel it is safe to do wrong. You know this is true, parents, if you've ever had a toddler. You got to stay on them. If they think they can get away with it, they're going to do it. But even though a person sins a hundred times and still lives a long time, I know that those who fear God will be better off. He's kind of saying, I know it, but I don't always feel it. I know it, but I don't always see it. You, you know what I'm talking about? How many of you feel, and I've had this pity party within my own little house of my heart where, you know, it's raining everywhere and, you know, in my mind and everything. Like, oh, oh, my goodness, look what they just got. And they got, oh, and I know what they're doing. 
and, and they're wicked and, and they're not good and it looks like they're prospering. The wicked will not prosper for they do not what? Fear God. Their days will never grow long like the evening shadows. So fearing God isn't sitting and trembling of God all the time. What it is, is having a holy respect for something that is almighty. If you come into the presence of Shaquille O'Neal, you are not going to challenge him to a fight unless you're missing a few brain cells, right? Now imagine a holy God that is so much more infinitely big than that, and a holy God that has never done anything wrong, and that knows every intent and desire of your heart, knows every wicked and good thing that you've ever done, and you're in his presence. Would you shake just and sweat just a little bit? Yes. Yes. So the wicked, we'll go back to that. We're not done with that yet. Thank you. The wicked will not prosper, for they do not fear God. Their days will never grow long like the evening shadows. And this is not all that is meaningless in our world. In this life, good people are often treated as though they were what? Wicked. And wicked people are often treated as they were good. And this is so meaningless. I, I think sometimes in, in our time and age, we think that this is new. That, well, if I'm following God and I'm doing the right thing and people blast me for it, then, wow, I must be just persecuted in, in, in such a new way. And, and that really, this is just starting to happen. And in the good old days, people liked the good stuff and, and they didn't hate, hate the good people. Well, that's not true. And, you know, look back here, and this is written thousands of years ago, and you see that this was happening even there. The wicked and, and wicked people are often treated as though they were good. This is so what? Meaningless. Well, Pastor Ben, you are depressing when you're talking about fun. So I recommend having what? Oh, you guys said it like you were sad. How do you say fun? fun? I heard fun. Who wants to have some fun? I recommend having fun. Well, why? Because there is nothing better for people in this world than to eat, drink, and enjoy a life. That way they will experience some happiness <laughs> along with all the hard work that God gives them under the sun. So Pastor Ben went to the most depressing book in the Bible to talk about fun. I think about this all the time, though, because uh, there is something in our history uh, as believers in the United States and, uh, and within the churches that is very Puritan in its values. And some of that is great. Don't get me wrong. Hard work is good. Amen? And we see that we reap what we sow, and it comes into that play, with, and it comes with labor and education and everything else. We know that what we put into something, eventually we will receive out of that. So it's good to sow a lot of seeds in the ground and reap a big harvest. It's good to work hard and to sweat and to do what you're called to do. But sometimes we do not do a very good job of the other part of it, of having fun even as we're doing it and making sure that we do have fun. Amen? So everyone say, make it fun. Everyone go, fun! Woo! Okay. So I recommend having fun because there's nothing better for people in this world to do. So I want you guys to try to do, we're just going to lighten the mood a little bit because I know I'm reading some depressing stuff. I want you to kind of kick this ball around for a minute. Let's see who can get the ball not to fall. Let's see if we can get it. Jared, toss it backwards. There you go. 
Don't let it fall. Don't let it fall. I'm going to push another one out over there. Get with the program. Chris is so serious. Yeah, I, we got to raise some money to take the lights out so we can toss the balls around. Have you ever, Chris just demonstrated a great thing. I think the right side won. Okay. You can, oh, all right. You can hold on to those or just shove them underneath the pew or just hit your neighbor with them continually. Uh, <laughs> I'm a dad and uh, I get pretty serious about fun. And, and Chris kind of demonstrated something that can happen. I don't know if you saw it. We, it was last Saturday, not this Saturday. I didn't have too much fun yesterday. I was like staying in a patio on my hands. Uh, but here, here's what we did. We went to the ballpark that's near us, and we're just like playing pickup baseball, just trying to toss the soft toss the ball and have the kids hit it. And I got pretty intense with my fun to where it wasn't fun for the kids anymore. <laughs> you ever done that, dads? I, I've seen dads who are coaching, which it means more like making their kids' lives miserable. <laughs> You know, there's good coaching where you're there to have fun, learn competition, do the hard work, put in the work, but you should make it what? Fun. You should make it fun. And I sometimes get so, we're going to have fun. All right. Shut up in the back seat of that van. We're going on vacation. We're going to have fun. You know, <laughs> so serious about having fun that I mess it up. And that's, that's what life has a tendency to do with it. But when we look at scripture, uh, Ecclesiastes really tells us that one of the best things that we can do, there's nothing better for people, for you, in this world than to eat, drink, and enjoy life. And, and I have never preached a message like this in a church. And that's probably wrong. Because I did a little bit of research, and I was like, well, how many times does, does joy and joy or, or having fun show up in Scripture? And I started counting through it last night, and there was about 110 that I could count, and I'm not a very good counter. I think I counted under. 110 different references to enjoying and having fun in this world. See, sometimes the burdens of this life come on top of me. It's just the normal stuff that everyone in the world has to deal with. But then on top of that, I add the layer of I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, and I have a particular worldview of how I see things happening. And I want to be aggressive with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I want to make sure that people know Jesus and are set free by him and that they go to live with him for all of eternity. I want to make sure that they are forgiven of everything that they've ever done wicked and wrong. And that's somewhat of a burden on my mind. That's somewhat of a burden for our church, I think. And that's good. We need that. We need that tension there. 
But at the same time as we're having this, we need to realize that God has called us to have fun as well. And that's really hard sometimes for me to swallow, to realize that. Because I'll get so serious about the things that matter for all of eternity, I forget that fun matters right now too. That it's important to have fun with my family. It's important to have fun at work. It's important to, to have fun with whatever God has given you. You realize that the things that God has given you are your responsibility, but they're also given to you so that you may enjoy them. And if God has given you a gift and you're not enjoying it, it's kind of like your mom giving you a Christmas present. You say, uh, I'll take care of it. I'll make sure it never gets bad. But uh, I'm not going to use it. How many of you have something in your life that you would say at one moment brought you joy, but now you just don't even think about it? It's amazing, you know. You buy a new vehicle, and then like four months later, you're looking at the newer ones. <laughs> you, you, you know, that's how it is. That's how life is. You get the new clothes, and then two months later, you're like, well, it's a different season now, and I, I really, you know, it doesn't bring me joy anymore. I, I want something else. I think we're called to honor God with whatever he's given us, by being grateful, thankful, appreciative, and taking joy in it. Take joy in what God has given you. Take joy in what he's allowed you to have and, and maintain and given you. Uh, you know, I was so pumped and excited when, when we bought our house, but then, you know, now that I'm looking around and we're, we're eight, nine years into it and things are starting to break because we wear houses thin in my house, you know, the doors are starting to come off the hinges, and I oh, the headaches, and I got the refrigerator leaking, and I had to install the microwave, and then when I put the new microwave in, I bumped the stainless steel on it, and now it's already got a bump in it, so I might as well just brought scratch and dent. <laughs> <laughs> this happened, and I was upset with myself. This is a brand new thing that looks old now. Well, thank the Lord it still heats up coffee. You know what I mean? It does what it's supposed to do, and it's not going to look pretty in my house long anyways. <laughs> it's going to be useful. But God has given us things to enjoy. So the Hebrew word for having fun means finding enjoyment in our daily activities. It's, it's tihane, to enjoy, to take joy in the things that God has given you, food, drink, uh, uh, time together with your friends, and to be thankful for what he's given us. So I think it's important for us to realize that God allows us to have things so that we can enjoy them. But sometimes our impatience, our practicality, our to-do list gets in the way of us having joy. Ecclesiastes 2.24 says, So I decided that there is nothing better than to enjoy food and drink and to find satisfaction in my work. Then I realized that these pleasures are where? Are from the what? Hand of God. So what is it like if you don't take joy in what God has given you to bring you joy? You're messing up. And I've never thought about it this way until this week, and, and I've never really sat down and realized that if I do not take pleasure in the hand of God and what he's given me, I'm actually living in sin. It is sin for me to not enjoy the things that God has given me. 
It's sin for me not to take joy in my family and in my children and to just pause long enough to, to take joy. I was looking at, at some of the, the different things that, that were in the rhythms and the lives of the Jewish people, and, and they lived so differently than we, we do now. They would have these festivals and celebrations, and some of them would be very somber and sorrowful, and some of them would be very exciting and uplifting. And you know what came every week was Shabbat, which is the Sabbath. And every week on the Sabbath, they wouldn't even have to cook a meal and all the ladies said amen. They wouldn't have to wash a dish. They wouldn't have to do any of these things. For that day was holy, it was set apart, and it was a break to show that God loved and cared for them and he knew that they weren't machines. Some of us treat ourselves, as typically type A personalities, treat ourselves like machines and we get upset that we can't accomplish more than we already do. And we just start adding to the to-do list. And we think, well, uh, the reason I'm not joyful is because I'm not getting enough done. The reason I'm not happy is because I'm not getting enough accomplished. Sometimes we just need to take a break and go sit in the sun, go sit in the pool, go to a movie, call up the friends and invite them out to barbecue, if you like your friends. <laughs> or if they still like you, Right? You need to do things that are what? Fun. God has given you this. And I, I think as kids and, and as young adults, maybe we understand this a little bit more. And then we get tied up in our responsibilities. And we realize that the responsibilities, most of the responsibilities we have, like making money, paying bills, and all this other stuff, is so that we can have fun, but we're not having any fun because we're trying to accomplish fun. It doesn't make any sense. It's like a vicious cycle. So I decided that there's nothing better than to enjoy food and drink and, you know, some of the other verses say rich food and drink. I like that word. So that French, that French chocolate cake, that pie, it's okay to have sometimes a slice of that. That brownie, amen. For me, it's, it's deep fried hot wings. <laughs> and every pizza under the sun, I want to eat them all. It's okay to have these things from time to time. It's okay to spice your life up with a little bit of fun because I realize that these pleasures are from the hand of God. I, I kind of sometimes, and maybe you can equate, you can think of it this way too. Maybe you're like this. How many of you have, as kids, had that $10 bill or that $20 bill? Any of you? And, and you go into the, this, I'm dating myself a little bit. You go into the mini mart or you go into the little store and, and they had the penny candy. And you could get like a thousand pieces of candy. <laughs> you just load up. Sometimes I would have that 10 or 20 that I had worked for to get. And I would go in there and I would look around and I would say, I don't want any of this, or I do want it. I do want all of this, actually. But looking at the bill, I don't want to break it. Have you ever had a bill you don't want to break? What is the point of the money? Especially when you're a kid. You, you don't have rent yet, unless your parents are like crazy. You don't have rent yet. You don't have bills. You know, you didn't have a cell phone back then. Like, why didn't you just break the bill? Why didn't you just use it? It's there for your enjoyment. Like, it's okay. You know, we talk about how we should give 10% to God, but some of us don't even give 2% to ourselves. And we got to sometimes enjoy what God has given us. The labor of our hands is there for our enjoyment. It's okay. And I grew up in, in some of these Puritan values, and maybe it came across this way, and you've heard it too. Like, you've got to eat everything on your food because somebody's starving in Africa. 
And so then that kind of puts this guilt mindset sometimes in your mind. Not that we shouldn't care about those that are starving. We need to. But we feel guilty whenever we take pleasure in something. You with me? How many of you sometimes feel guilty? I feel guilty when I take my vacation days. I feel guilty when I, you know, I buy something for myself. My wife jokes because she knows uh, whenever I, you know, the most I spend, I'll walk into a gas station and it's like 89 cents because I'm getting a 32 ounce soda and not the big one. And, you know, we go through the drive-thru, everybody else is getting their meals and I get the 99 cent burger or the $1.59. It's okay to go a little bit bigger if you got the resources. Amen. God has given you this for his, your pleasure, and he takes pleasure in us having the pleasure as well. I want to show you something. I was, I was taking a, uh, something from the back of my vehicle and walking it over into our garage sale room. And I walked into the garage sale room, and this was hanging from the ceiling. Can you show it, Joy? I think it's in there. I think I did. It didn't come in? Oh, I'm so disappointed in myself. I'll have to show you next week. Or you can take a tour. Not right now. After, after, uh, after service, take a little right before the back doors and look in there, and you'll see Spider-Man hanging from the ceiling. And it's like big. It almost scared me. It scared, scared Chris. And then somebody made a post this week that the worship team comes in on Wednesdays and they work. And we have that metal welcome sign out there. And uh, somebody had taken my sermon notes, which is good to see that they're recycling, <laughs> taken my sermon notes, turned it around, and it says, welcome. And they put it outside and then taped this underneath it. Welcome if you're cool. Now, I don't know if that's the sign we want in front of our church, but it's funny. <laughs> so congratulations, you guys are all cool now. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're cool. Even if you're sweating, you're cool. We need to have fun even in normal things, amen? How many of you have been in a difficult situation, a hard work situation, and something just strikes you as funny and you just start laughing? I can't sit next to Selena during board meetings because once they start running past like an hour, we're somewhere else. And, and we'll just, something will just strike as funny, we'll start laughing. You know, or you're in the middle of something and, and, and you're like, you realize that whatever you're doing is futile or it's not working. And you ever have that moment where you're very upset with yourself, but you just start to think it's funny. And you start laughing. And Chris, I texted this week, Chris Coors is head of our trustees, and we're in the midst of some major building projects. We have a new roof that's going on the building, and we're trying uh, within the next hundred years to get a new parking lot. <laughs> I say that jokingly. We're trying to get it in before the winter comes in, because, uh, man, I, I see that we have more and more Jeeps in our parking lot. Praise God. <laughs> but I think they're coming because they think this is like an off-road church. <laughs> so maybe we just need to change our name to the Jeep Church or something. Hey, we're having a little fun. Yeah. You know how Jeeps sometimes try to find that weird place to park? They don't have to. They just find the normal parking spot in our parking lot. 
So, it, you know, and I was like, well, the roof got pushed back another week, and that makes the fourth time we've had to push the roof back due to contractors and other things. And Chris go texts me back and says, you know, someday we'll laugh at all of this. And I said, yep, but that day is not today. <laughs> it's so easy to get bent out of shape and angry about stuff that will not matter in a month, in five years, in ten years. It's so easy to be so critical of yourself. I'm not even talking about other people. Of yourself, because we're expecting perfection from imperfect people. And we mess up. You know, we think we put the Spider-Man slide in there, but it's not there. We, we do things that are a little bit messed up, right? So God is saying, hey, take joy in what I've given you. Do use the things that you, you, I have given you for your enjoyment. And I'm reminded by this because I'm one of those impatient handymen that when I start something, like I'll look around for the quickest tool, not the right tool. And I'll try to use the quickest tool because I don't want to go in my garage and try to find the right tool. Sometimes God wants us to take time to find the things that he's given us for our enjoyment and put that tool into place because it's more fun when you have your stuff ready. It's more fun when you're intentional with your projects. It's more fun when things are planned and laid out a little bit. We can't do that with everything, but we can do it with some things. So this is one of the major points I have, that fun needs to be intentional. If you plan when you get up to go to work, then maybe you should plan when you're going to take some time to have some fun. Maybe you need to plan when you're going to have your date night. Maybe you need to plan when you're going to have your date night by yourself if you don't have a date. <laughs> you think I'm joking. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. That's a TV show, comedy. Watch a comedy show. You don't need to watch all this apocalyptic end of the world stuff. All you have to do is turn the news on to hear that. Enjoy yourself. Have a little fun. Do something that's fun. Sometimes my kids will tell me at bedtime that I have to tell them a silly story, and there are times I do not want to do it. And sometimes I don't do it, but other times I do. Other times they'll say, make a silly face, Dad, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Not in the mood. And then other times, you know what makes me feel better is when I actually listen to what they're telling me to do and I make the silly face. How many of you have parents have been talking to your kids or you're trying to give your kids their dinner you're trying to give them something that's good, that's enjoyable, that you think is enjoyable, and you're like, eat your pizza before you get your ice cream. <laughs> Don't look at me that way. Wipe that look off your face. And then as adults, what look do we have on our face? <laughs> These kids, them, huh? What happened at work? You them think... Stupid car, have to pay state taxes. <laughs> uh, we have to be intentional about fun. We have to plan it out a little bit. We have to think about it. We have to say, hey, if this is going to be a priority in my life, just like everything else, I'm going to need to schedule it. I'm going to need to give some space and some time so that I can have fun. Because when fun isn't a part of your work, when it isn't fun of your part of your marriage, when it isn't part of raising kids, when it isn't a part of your life, when it isn't interwoven within every area of your life, even the difficult things, when you don't make it fun, it becomes miserable. Fun is like the seasoning of life. Fun is the yeast in your pizza dough that makes it rise. Have you ever had flat pizza dough that didn't rise? Gross, don't. Might as well just put pizza toppings on a cracker. 
Not fun. Fun is the fizz in your soda. How many of you like flat soda? If you do, I'm going to pray for you right now. I'll pray for Rex. Lord bless him. You know what? Fun, fun, if you don't have fun in your life, it's like having soda without fizz, but it's also diet soda. Blah. It's the worst of the worst. Blah. Nobody needs that. Fun makes things enjoyable. It makes life enjoyable. It adds to your life. Without it, it feels bad. And fun is not only need to be intentional, but if fun, is, and hear, hear me out here, fun is spiritual. Fun is spiritual. Why? Well, because it uplifts your spirit, doesn't it? It brings you joy. It brings you happiness. It, it's fuel for your soul. If you don't have fun for a long time, believe you me, the people around you aren't having fun with you either. How many of you know the person who's never had fun in their life? How many of you are running out to make that person your best friend? Uh-uh. Stay away from that dude. He's no fun. He's only fun to just stand way back away from and laugh at. That's not nice. Emily's like, that's not nice, Pastor Ben. <laughs> I didn't say it was nice. It's not fun. He's not having, you got to have fun. Fun is spiritual. Proverbs 17, verse 22 says this. A cheerful heart is good, what? Medicine, Medicine but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. If you feel like you have no strength, you may be missing fun. If you feel like things are just miserable, this may be what you're missing, a cheerful heart. How do you get a cheerful heart? Well, the Lord wants to give you a cheerful heart. He wants you to take pleasure in the things that he's given you. But here's another way that you can kind of get some of that cheerful heart in a real easy way. Hang out with people that are cheerful. Find that friend who's been avoiding you because you've been so angry. And just show up. <laughs> You know, do something that's exciting with somebody else. Enjoy life. A cheerful heart is good medicine. You can be good medicine for other people too. If you're already there and you're having fun, but you see somebody else who isn't having any fun, call them up. Say, hey, you want to go have some fun? And they may say, well, as long as it doesn't involve prison, I'm on board. <laughs> let's, let's be honest here. Like, sometimes we think things are fun. And they may be fun initially, but it's sin and it's illegal. Don't do that stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about taking pleasure in the good things of life that God has given you. So a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. And here's the deal. You may be sitting there going, well, I, I'd like to have fun, but I have no money, so I can't have fun. How many of you know that most of us had more fun when we had less money? <laughs> Well, we had to figure it out. It's creativity. You can have fun without money. Now, money can help sometimes, especially if you can go get a boat. <laughs> or guns. I don't know if you like to go shoot. A lot of things, you know, yeah, it can help. But it's not necessary. Not necessary. You can figure it out, right? I've had fun before on a shoestring diet, so you can do it too. We need to have irrational joy. And laughter is made by God for us. It helps us cope. It helps our bodies. It, it improves our life. It allows us to have space where we are looking forward to something. Sometimes even knowing that you're going to have fun in the future is a good thing. You know, people, studies have shown that people that are looking forward to their vacation, they get excited and they enjoy life that week leading up to it. 
Now, I don't know what it's like the week they go on vacation. It probably depends on how many kids they have. <laughs> but they're looking forward to something, right? Looking forward to something in your life is good. That's a good thing. Do not feel guilty if God has given you good things to have fun with. Take advantage of them and invite somebody else to join you. I've got a lot more notes that I'm not going to get to because I want you guys to have fun eventually. Amen? Amen? I do have one little illustration I want somebody to help me out with. I want to give somebody some lemonade. Who wants some lemonade? Chris likes lemonade? He's shaking his head no. Chris, come on up here. You're so close. Have you ever had spicy lemonade before? Spicy lemonade. It's not. Just take a sip. How's that taste? Like lemonade. Like, it tastes like lemonade? Let me. I'm real worried about COVID. <laughs> take a big sip on the other side, yeah. You like that? It's okay. It's a little. It's a little what? Sour. <laughs> yeah, it's just straight lemon juice. It's just straight lemon juice. How about you? You want to add some sugar? No. No. You got to add some sugar. So here's what here's what's going on. How much we adding? All of it? Oh, why not? All right. Let's make it just stiff with the sugar. How many of you have heard the phrase, if life gives you lemons, what is it? What is it? The problem is you also have to have sugar. Life, if life gives you lemons, all you got is a sour drink. <laughs> that is a dumb saying. <laughs> because you need to go find sugar. I don't know yet. I don't know. This, this is how my wife takes her coffee. Can we mix this? Yeah, here you go. Stir it up a little bit. Sometimes you need to go find sugar, and maybe your wife or your husband's your sugar. Don't tell us about that. Maybe it's a friend that brings something to your life. May, what, I don't care what it is. Maybe it's going and sitting by yourself in front of the lake. Maybe it's fishing. Maybe it's hunting. What, what is your happy place? What is your happy spot? Whatever it is, let's, let's see what this is. Wow. <laughs> it's good. It's good. You like that? Ready to go for a run? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to have sugar sometimes. God has given us the sweet nectar of the plants and the corn syrup and all that. You know, there, it's okay to have enjoyment. It's okay to add a little bit of sugar to your lemons in your life. Because no matter what, here's the deal. I don't want you to think I'm being imbalanced with this because God has called us in some ways to go through life and experience suffering. But in the midst of that, we can make it fun. I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, when Paul was in prison and he's there with his friend, you know what he starts doing? He's in chains. It's in the middle of the night. And he's like, this stinks. But you know what he starts doing? He starts singing praises to God and the joy of the Lord is his strength. I've heard that phrase a thousand times, and I've never stopped to break it down and think about it. The joy 
The happiness, the fun of the Lord is your strength. If you guys are saying, I'm following Jesus, but you walk around like this all the time, and you just, like you just had a whole bunch of lemonade without any sugar, then you're missing part of the point. Our love for Jesus and our joy and, and fun that we have in our lives should be attractional because we're doing it the right way because we're following Jesus and we're doing what God has called us to do. Next week, we're going to talk more about this and we're going to have some more fun, okay? We're going to have some more fun. Who wants to have fun? Woo! We can have more fun next week too. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for uh, the sugar that you've put in our life. We know that, that life has a lot of lemons, that there's a lot of things that we don't want to happen that happen. There's a lot of grief in this life. There's a lot of hardship in this life. But Lord, we know that you have brought good things our way as well. Sometimes we're focusing too much on the bad things to enjoy the good things. Lord, I pray no matter what the difficulty is in our life, that we would see that we are blessed. We are blessed. We are blessed to be in this nation. We are blessed to be in this church. We're blessed to, to know Jesus. We're blessed to be able to hear the read the word. We're blessed to be able to know that we're going to have food. We're blessed in so many ways. Lord, I pray that we would take joy in what you have given us, that we would thank you for all that you've given us that is good, and that we would enjoy and have fun with what you've given us to have fun. Lord, help us not to be like that, that kid that's spoiled just looking at everything, thinking it's not enough, or only thinking of the responsibility that you've given us, but help us to take joy in every season and in every hardship and in everything that you've given us because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Lord, I pray that you would give that within our hearts, that you would birth that, you would let us experience smiles, laughter, and joy. We praise you for it in Jesus' name.